Man. Alright, help us out, Eric. Man.
man disobeyed God. I mean, he knows that, that, that maybe due to this about me of a few moments. Adam was, was in the garden. Scripture reminds us that it was paradise. It was perfect. I know, I know we've got some naysayers out there and, and we've got some folks that, that, that want to say that, that the garden could not have been perfect, but the scripture tells us that it was perfect. Adam was the crown of God's creation. He put Adam in the garden and put a helpmate beside him. The scene, the scene, and yet with perfection all around, perfection all around Adam, we get the gruesome account of him messing up. I mean, that's that's a Good picture for a lot of us. We we, uh, we, we think in life that if this, if this was perfect and this over here was perfect, I would do better. Uh-huh. When you look at this garden scene, that, that, that speaks to us being perfect, even in a perfect situation. Amen. In Adam's disobedience, and you do with it what you need. In his disobedience, look, he had, he had one thing that God told him not to do. He said, don't eat from the tree of knowledge. One thing. And yet we find by, by way of, of, of Satan's movements and, and, and even Eve, Adam is disobedient to that movement. Don't eat from this tree. All the trees, all the stuff there, You've got don't don't touch this one. Right. But Adam chose to disobey. And the scene from there gets even even worse. It, 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 my, my Bible tells me that, that, that Adam was cast out of the garden. He and Eve. And at that point, the, the nature of humanity changed. You want to come to Wednesdays to be attacked. The nature itself of humanity changed. We now have introduced what we call a, a sin nature. Uh-huh. This, my friend, uh, refutes those that, that have this evolution uh, principle that, that man gets better with time. No, no, no. You take a look over history and man has actually gotten worse. Because of this sin nature, you now have a separation from God. That's what we've been wrestling with in the last four or five weeks, if you will. This, this idea of righteousness. This idea of how does an imperfect man come before a perfect man? The seed, the seed was a blood. Bible reminds me that because of this separation, man was now to experience a spiritual death. Was to experience a physical death. And if not careful, experience a eternal death. When when Adam disobeyed God, at that point, once sin was introduced, Adam died immediately. Spiritually, now he was separated from God. And even physically, uh, Scripture tells me, quote me, I'll take a look at it. If I'm wrong, I believe he was 930 when he died. 930 years old when he died. So the physical death, if you will, was not realized immediately, but death entered immediately. 
See, death is not part of the original equation. What am I telling you? I'm telling you the scene looked bad. Alright. And for those that are outside the ark of safety, the scene still looks bad. Yes. What Paul is doing in this fifth chapter of Romans, the first part, yesterday, uh, last Sunday, we looked at the blessings of justification. Talked about the access to God and the peace that God as a result of my right standing and being in Christ, there's some stuff that I have, man, because of my relationship with Him. And today, just for a few more moments, we're going to look at the, the basis of the justification. And what Paul does in this, and this is one of the more difficult chapters in all of the book. Alright, so you, you, look, you, you, you're getting ready to chew on what theologians have wrestled with for centuries. Mm. And that's okay. Don't tell anybody that you don't have a mind to grasp the tough stuff. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we can tackle this just like those theologians. Amen. Amen. And what, what he does, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get close because this is his thing. He's okay. He's okay. But what God does through Paul is he parallels Jesus and Adam. What you have to understand, saints, is that he's okay. You have to understand that, that, that Adam becomes a representative of all. Mankind. The sin that was the sin that was Adam's now becomes ours. Some of y'all want to say, well, that's not fair. You have your opportunity to be perfect right now. Guess what? You already messed up. We can't be too harsh with Adam. I'm sure we're going to have a few things to say to him when we get to But we can't be too harsh because we as well have our opportunity to be But Adam becomes, if you will, the shadow representative of all humanity. And so when that sin nature enters, it's passed down. I keep saying it, and I'm, and I'm trying to make sure that we understand this. We are depraved when it comes to mankind. See, a lot of us, we, we, wanna, uh, we want those believe that we just have a little bit of sin. Alright. <laughs> We're sinful to the core. Amen. We're sinful to the, to the very core. Look, look, you. All you have to do is watch a young child. All you have to do is watch us for a few moments. And we can see the effects of sin. So again, this, this idea of, of, of Adam, the first Adam, and his disobedience, now parallel against the second Adam, section. It it gets better. It gets better. So what what gets better when we're looking at this? What what gets better? The scene again is a rough scene. But what gets better for those that believe in Christ? The first idea, and there's so much in here, and I'm not going to be able to tackle all this. But look, I want to I, I want to make sure that you see this, and I'm praying the Lord gives it to me in a way that I can show it. What gets better for the believer? Number one, the righteousness imputed is granted. In Adam, the first Adam, the original sin made its way. In Jesus. This righteousness that's imputed, this righteousness that's reckoned to our record, 
is greater than the sea. That's just shouting to you right there. Amen. Amen. What Paul is trying to show us, he's, he's trying to show us that whatever came way by, by Adam, it's a whole lot better by way of Christ. The righteousness in, is, that's imputed to us is greater than the sin that was imputed. Christ's single act at Calvary. Yes. Well, let me explain something. Christ's Christ single, single act at Calvary is greater than all our sins. It's greater than the original sin. And it's greater than all our sin. Look at 16. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. How are we saved? God practices is imputed. That doesn't mean that you become righteous per se. But what that means is that you're righteous. Again, the problem is that we can't become, we can't come before the Lord with all our messing up. With all our messing up, we can't get into glory. So how do we get into glory? It's Christ's record. Yes. But what we have to understand, look, that could 
have been enough right there. For him to overturn the curse by way of Adam, that's enough. But what we see is that it's a whole lot better when you compare the death that came came away by Adam and the life that came by came by way of Christ. We not only get life, we get life with one. Yes. Yes. I've come that they would have life and life more abundantly. Yes. So God said, Look, I'm not only going to, to save you through Christ. He said, I'm going to set it up this life business to come to bring in That's why, as believers, we've got to be careful. Being down all the time. Right. I know the times are tough and I know that we've got some struggles, but if you are really a child of God, there should be something on the inside that every once in a while comes up on you. Helps you get your shoulders up. I know things are tough, but if you're a child of God, He's promised you an abundant life. I know we talk about the pie in the sky. The scripture tells us there's some benefits right here, right now, in trusting me. Mm-hmm. I trust God with it. It helps me with my hope. Yeah. And it's especially as deep as How with all this going on, how can we manage to have any hope? I looked at this brother, I looked at him, I said, I can't afford not to That's right. I can't afford not to wake up. And it's not, it's not something that I have to trick myself into. I know because I'm a child of God. Right. But this ain't in my hand, bro. I don't have to look, I don't have to put all my eggs in one basket. They can do what they want to with this amazing evidence, bro. <laughs> you vote for what you want to vote to, vote for red, blue, black, and blue, something. But whatever they do, I'm going to be okay. Amen. Whatever they do in Frankfurt, I'm going to be okay. Amen. Whatever they do on my job, I'm going to be okay. Amen. I love everybody in my household. Yes. Back there, children, God, all up right there. But whatever they do, I'm going to be okay. See, it's not whatever you do. Well, I'm hoping I can walk beside you and be well. But whatever you do, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. With all that, we've got 
We did. I'm not asking you to fight. But we've gotten further from one another. Even in our own households. Even at our own dinner tables. Everything that should be connecting us right now. We're more divided. So this idea that, that we are we get better with time is, is, is not good. Out of the way of the original sin sent humankind spiraling down. We were condemned. We were condemned to death. Again, I I know you want to argue how how can we uh 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 how can I be responsible for Adam's disobedience? Well, again, you've got the opportunity to, to get perfect. But you didn't. And I didn't either. But I've already messed up this morning. And you knew you had to. Christ through Calvary, his obedience to the cross is greater than Adam's disobedience. I'm trying to show you that that Calvary, yes, God sounded it all. Yes, I hear the gospel recorded by John. He says, "It is finished." Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we just go right over that. No, no, no. When we look at what is finished, uh -huh. my sin is wrecked And my sin is all enough. When you talk about your sins, and your sins, and your sins, in Christ, all that is. So how can I not help be confident? How can I not help but to walk with my head? Knowing that the biggest problem that I have is you think your biggest problem is your bills. It may be a problem. You think your problem is those nasty folks at work. It may be a problem. That's not your biggest problem. You think your problem is your big toe. It may hurt. That's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is that you're sent to the court. My biggest problem that I'm sinful to the core. My nature yeah. is to sin. Psalms tell me that, that, that I was shaped in the middle of In my mother's womb, I was conceived. When I look, when I came out, well, I was already behind that wall. Right. So now I walk with my head up. Now, even through all this mess, you should walk with your head up knowing that, that God allowed his son to walk with His obedience accepted all for those that are in Christ. The righteousness imputed is greater. The life that comes from the righteousness of Christ is greater. The obedience of Christ was greater. Let me see now. Because we are racially united with Adam, and because of this disobedience of one man, all men were condemned. Yet because condemnation came to mankind because of one man. One man can save us. We're going to wrestle that piece. There was mercy in the fact there was grace in the fact that he allowed one man's sin to taint all of us. Because of that there's one man's righteousness they can say it. Yeah, yeah. That's that. You want that? We'll talk about that in this We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the idea of 
Tony Evans tell, tells this story. And I said, I'm going to steal this from him. Tony, Tony Evans tells of this, of this account where, where he was in he was in school. He, and he used to he used to get upset with that nurse. Now that nerd, you better get your lesson. I'm wrong being a nerd. But he, he talked about how that he always had that one person, that one student. He said he wasn't it. <laughs> We've all been there. But you always have that one student who throws that curve. You always got that one student that does all the studying and, and takes all the good notes, and does this and does that in class. Raises his hand and raises our hand. Come test time, they throw a curveball. See, what, what Dr. Tony, Tony Evans said that he needed and what many of us needed in class was, was that we needed everybody to be mediocre. See, if everybody failed the test, the teacher could look at it and say, you know what, everybody failed the test. I have to grade on the curve. That way I'm rewarded if you will, for not doing a great job. But here you've got this person, all this and that, they pull the curve off and they get an A on the test. So now the teacher, the teacher says, no, no, if this student right here can get an A and study, then if everybody in class and give an A in that study. What Jesus does is he throws the curtain. See, as long as I can compare myself to you, and as long as I can compare myself to you, I'm okay. As long as, as you are comparing yourself to somebody out here, and we always pick somebody who we think is sinning more than us. That man's in our mode. I'm okay. So Jesus, what he did is he, he came and he busted the curve. Right. What he did, he came in human flesh. We know he was both divine and human at the same time. But what he did is he came and he walked the perfect. Perfect path. Thanks be to God that He could walk perfect path. Because in Christ was the only way that you and I could be saved. Yes. That's the only way that it could get better for us. That's the only way that a perfect and a righteous God. Could be appeased. It. It is. That's enough. I don't, I don't have to. I don't have to be. Look, Green, move that chair right there. Look, look. The only way that it gets Not through Christ. Look, 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 let me help you out. Satan reigns in this world. So if you're outside Christ, if you're outside the ark of safety, and you think things are going okay, it may be going okay right now, but you still have to go before. God. He says after, after death comes the judgment. All that we have on this side is temporary. All that we see right now is, is going to leave. But these pews are nice. These suits are nice. But none of this is going to make it into eternity. I don't want to look up and and had all my fun on this side. I don't want to look up and this be the best life that I had. 
know because I'm in Christ. It's not going to be any problems ever. That's an assurity. That's a confidence. I go into work tomorrow and I do the best I can. I know this is not it. I see some bills come into the mail and I try the best I can to stay on top of them. But I don't let that get me down. I know that I'm looking to that other shore. I know that my riches not on this side. My riches are in glory. It is better for those that are in Christ. Says that we'll, we'll die like Christ. To bless your souls will be raised just like Christ.